morning and welcome to Are You Up Babes. I hope that you have had a blessed weekend and as we go into the week that you will be blessed, your family, your business, your home, your relationships. And this morning as we look at the word, that is God's plan for our lives. I want us to look at the book of Acts. The book of Acts births the church and um, Jesus is resurrected and he tells the disciples to wait for this incredible gift that he's going to give them, the Holy Spirit, which they receive in the upper room, the Holy Spirit that gives them power, that helps them to hear the voice of God, this phenomenal helper that will help them in their ministry, help them in their purpose. And they receive the Holy Spirit. And the Acts of the Apostles, or the Apostles means the sent ones. The Acts of the sent ones, they have received Jesus Christ. They have testimony of the goodness of God. They've been baptized and now they walk in power as they actually go and live as Jesus lived. Telling those about Jesus who do not have knowledge of him. Ministering to those who are sick, casting out demons literally every day of their lives wherever they go the book of Acts shares how wherever they go they share about Jesus and so the book of Acts is an incredible record for us as Christians reading how they did it an example of how a Christian looks and what a Christian does and a testimony as they ministered as they encouraged as they healed that is the same for us we have the same power through the holy spirit to do the same work that jesus did and so as it was for them it is for us that is what a testimony is a prophetic word that as we share our testimony of what jesus did for us people's lives are changed as god did that for us he will do it for the listener and our testimony just a side note our testimony must always be about the glory of god the story before the testimony should not be the main part of the story the main part of the story should be what Jesus did for us and how he changed us and how our lives have changed as a result and how much praise we give him as a result and that is why we are sharing our testimony because of the goodness of God it must never be that we spend hours sharing about how we were before every emotion every memory it's not that's not what we give glory to we share this is where I was at but this is what Jesus did for me this is how Jesus changed me glory to God praise to God for what he has done and this is who I am today because of Jesus I would never have lived or I would never be like this if it was not for Jesus this is the power of the blood of Jesus. So as we go through the book of Acts, this is what we see. We see Peter preaching. He has become the rock of Christ church and we see Peter preaching powerfully and people's lives changed. We see healings, healings of crippled men, of paralyzed people. We see dead people raised. We see demons being cast out. And we see the disciples going and preaching in the temple, as Jesus did, and wherever they went. The Bible says, and wherever they go, they would share about Jesus, the good news about Jesus, and people's lives would be changed. But we also see arrests beginning to happen, which means opposition took place. As a Christian, we should experience opposition, persecution. This is what they experienced in the book of the Acts of the Apostles. But 
The response is phenomenal. The believers begin to pray for courage. Isn't that amazing? They don't say, God, take this away from me. They say, God, give me courage. The second thing we also see is that they share their belongings. The believers share their belongings. Now, what's important about this is the unity. And the Holy Spirit brings unity. It is so beautiful to see these believers rise up in their faith and ask God for courage and they stand in unity together. We've looked at in Are You Up Babes, we've looked at Stephen and how he was a man of incredible faith filled with the Holy Spirit and as he's preaching those who are persecuting any believers stone him to death and Saul who becomes Paul, is one of the men standing there who is persecuting. And as a result of this, we see incredible persecution take place in the church. The believers scatter. Now, the moment you hear that, you think that is not a good thing. But what was meant to be a bad thing actually becomes a good thing. You see, God will always work all things together for good for those who love God and walk according to his purposes, work according to his purposes. And so what was intended for harm, God turns into good. And these scattered believers begin to preach wherever they are at. We see Philip preaching in the city of Samaria. You see miracles, you see the demons being cast out and people coming to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Then the Holy Spirit tells Philip, you see, the, the work of the Holy Spirit is to speak to us and we are meant to hear him. There is a relationship that we are meant to have with the Holy Spirit so that we can be led, that we can be helped and we can work and walk in power, in God's power. And so the Holy Spirit tells Philip where to go. And he goes, he obeys, and he meets an Ethiopian man who is the treasurer. He is a man of great influence directly under the queen of Ethiopia. And he's a believer and he's busy traveling in his carriage and he's reading the book of Isaiah. And Philip asks him this question. He's walking next to this carriage and he says to him, do you understand what you are reading? And this is the eunuch's answer, the Ethiopian eunuch's answer. He says, how can I understand unless someone instructs me? And this is what it's about, that we grow. And what we don't understand, there is always someone above us who knows more, that understands the Bible more, that has matured more in their faith, that has been in the Christian faith longer, that can instruct us, that can help us. This is why training is so good, because it continues to help us. This is why reading the Word every morning is so good, because we grow, and the Holy Spirit is our teacher. And so he says, how can I, unless someone instructs me? And Philip begins to share the good news about Jesus Christ. And Philip begins to share about the good news of Jesus Christ. And the eunuch says to him, you must baptize me now. And they stop, they go to a river. Philip baptizes the eunuch. And as the eunuch comes up out of the water, the spirit snatches Philip away. I want you to think about that for a second. I mean, what must this eunuch have thought? That must have been an angel. The Bible says the eunuch never saw Philip again. 
but he went on his way rejoicing. You know, he must have gone back to Ethiopia, now having had understanding, now being filled with the Holy Spirit, and he himself beginning to instruct others and teach others in their faith. And this is what the book of the Acts of the Apostles is about, living their lives the way Jesus did, teaching, bringing people to know Jesus as Lord and Savior, instructing people so that they too can begin to instruct others. I love that. that if you read the book of Acts, you see that cycle over and over again. We read that the Spirit of God snatches Philip away. So where does Philip land up? The Bible says Philip found himself farther north and he preached the good news there and in every town. So Philip himself continued just to preach the word of God wherever he went. The power of God was with him. The Holy Spirit was leading and guiding him. So he continues to preach. Peter goes to the Gentiles. We read about Saul becoming Paul. Peter going to the Gentiles and preaching to the Gentiles. And the Jews are amazed that the Spirit of God fills the Gentiles the same as it fills the Jews. And they realize Christianity as we know it is for everyone. But then we also read that James, one of the disciples, is killed. He is persecuted for being a, a disciple of Jesus Christ. And Peter is imprisoned. Remember, there was this incredible persecution of Christians. But as you read about Peter, again, just the incredibleness of God, the supernatural of God. He's in chain, shackled between two gods, between two soldiers in jail. It's the middle of the night and suddenly there's this bright light and an angel says to Peter, get up, put on your coat and go. The shackles, the chains fall off. I mean, surely that made a noise. The guards don't wake up. Every gate that he needs opened supernaturally opens until he finds himself. He literally walks past dozens of gods who don't see him, gates that are opening until he finds himself standing outside the jail. Can you imagine? I mean, I can literally picture that. Standing there and you realize you're free and now you run to a place where of safety and he runs to, to where all the disciples are gathered together. Incredible. And then we step into Acts chapter 13. Just a real summary, but I want to just stop here in Acts chapter 13. Because Acts chapter 13 opens up telling us about all the prophets and all the teachers and all the leaders. And there are five men among these prophets and teachers, and it names them. The first is Barnabas. Now, in Acts chapter 11, we're told about Barnabas being a good man full of the Holy Spirit and strong in faith. So one of the men is Barnabas. Then the other is Simeon and the Bible tells us he's a black man. He's part of this leadership. He's part of these prophets, part of these men who are on fire for the Lord. The third man is Lucius, who is from Cyrene. The fourth man is Menaean. We get told a little bit about Menaean. Menaean was a childhood companion of King Herod. This is King Herod Antipas, the same King Herod that beheaded John the Baptist and the same King Herod that presided over Jesus's trial before Jesus was crucified. They were childhood companions, but they both went such different ways. The one man chose to live his life doing evil. 
this was King Herod. Whereas Menaean actually became a Christian leader and a man of faith in the church, leading a congregation. And then it tells us of these five men, what they were doing. They were worshipping the Lord and fasting. That's what they were doing. And then the Holy Spirit said, appoint Barnabas and Saul. So all these men were doing phenomenal things for God. But now we're following two of them. The Holy Spirit appoints Barnabas and Saul, who is Paul, and says, set them apart separate them, appoint them. Now, if you know the confessions of the blood of Jesus, let's go through them. The first is, by the blood of Jesus, I've been redeemed. I've been taken out of the kingdom of darkness and placed into the kingdom of Jesus, the Son of God. That means everything in my life has changed. My destination, my eternity, who I am, shackles have been broken off. Overwhelming victory is mine through the blood of Jesus, through the cross of Jesus Christ, because I once was in the kingdom of darkness, I'm now in the kingdom of light. The second confession by the blood of Jesus, all my sins have been forgiven. My sins are forgiven. I stand before God in right standing. The third one is because I walk in the light and a fellowship with other believers, the blood of Jesus cleanses me continuously. You see, as I continue to walk in the light, as I continue to have fellowship with believers, a continued action of the blood of Jesus is happening in my life. I'm being cleansed more and more daily. The fourth one, by the blood of Jesus, I've been justified and God sees me as if I've never sinned. This means I cannot have a guilt conscience. This means I have no regrets of the past because I've been cleansed. And the last one, and this is the one that I want to talk about, is by the blood of Jesus, I've been sanctified. God has set me apart for his purposes. And this is exactly what the Holy Spirit did here. He appointed them. He set them apart. He separated them for a special work to be sent to do the work of God, which is what we've all been called to do. We've all been set apart by the blood of Jesus. That means when we are set apart, that we have to say no to the things of the world and the things that were in our past, and we have to say yes to the things of God. And this is what they did. And the Bible tells us that these men, as they ministered to the Lord, this is what the Holy Spirit did. Now, Barnabas and the others would have ministered to the congregation. The congregation would have ministered one to another, but yet... They also ministered to the Lord. How do you minister to the Lord? And this is quite beautiful. We minister to the Lord when we are doing what pleases God. We are ministering to God. When we honor God, we are ministering to God. When we worship God, we are ministering to God. When we praise God, we are ministering to God. When we are in prayer, we are ministering to God. And when we are fasting, we are ministering to God. And this is what those men were doing. And I want you to think, because sometimes we we don't realize the value of prayer, the value of praising, the value of worshiping. The value of obeying God, doing what he says, the value of honoring him and the value of fasting. But when we do those things, we are ministering to God. How beautiful is that? And they fasted. You see, they sensed a need to seek God in a special way. 
And as they fasted and were worshiping God, the Holy Spirit came and appointed them. And this is what the Holy Spirit wants to do. He wants to appoint us so that we would be living sacrifices for God, set apart to be a living sacrifice. And the Holy Spirit sent them to do the work of God, but they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's really the life we have as Christians, that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We have that gift that Jesus promised. He was excited to give us the gift of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit who would come and reside on the inside of us to fill us and that we would walk every day guided by the Holy Spirit and filled with the power of the Holy Spirit to be Jesus. That wherever we go, wherever we are walking, whatever we are doing, we can minister to someone, boldly speaking to them because actually the Holy Spirit speaks on our behalf. And so we don't need to be filled with fear when people say I'm so fearful. No, we do not have a spirit of fear, but we have a spirit of love, power and a sound mind. You see, we have the Holy Spirit and you can't have the Holy Spirit and a spirit of fear because the spirit of fear is a demonic spirit and we cannot have that demonic spirit. So God has sent us the Holy Spirit and we walk in boldness and we walk in power and we do not walk in fear. And I really want to encourage you. You know, there are many sick people. There are many fearful people. There are people who are battling financially and and afraid. They don't know what's going on. But you know, we do not have that spirit of fear, but of love because the Holy Spirit seals us with love, of power and of a sound mind. We have a sound mind. Our mind is rooted in the Word of God. Our mind is renewed every day by the word of God and we can come with that to every to like like Philip did who will who will explain to me and what did Philip do he began to share the good news of Jesus Christ he began to explain as this eunuch was reading in the book of Isaiah about this prophet He was actually reading about Jesus. Now, Philip was able to actually share about Jesus. And the the eunuch was overjoyed. And really, that is the work, that as we share about Jesus, people become overjoyed. As people are concerned and we pray for their finances, we pray for their health, we pray for their family, we encourage them in their marriage and pray for them, we encourage them over their children, speak a prophetic word of hope over their children and pray for them. They become filled with the joy of God and their life changed. And remember, Philip was snatched away. He never ever was able to speak to this eunuch again. But can you imagine the encounter the eunuch had with God that he left overjoyed. He was filled with joy and he would have gone back into Ethiopia and he would have been a force in Ethiopia, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. That is what it's about. So today, wherever you go, wherever you go, whether it's in a taxi or walking or at a shop, listen with a sharp ear. Allow the Holy Spirit, say, dear Holy Spirit, lead me and direct me so I can encourage someone, I can pray with someone, that I can tell them about Jesus Christ. You will be amazed how powerfully God will use you, how God will use us as we are his prophets appointed. God has separated us. God has set us apart to do his phenomenal work. I just want to encourage you, be encouraged to do the work of God. It is exactly what we were created to do. So whatever you're doing, wherever you're at, 
be Philip, Filipina to someone today. That you don't have to be Filipina, you need to be yourself and be beautiful because God has set you apart to be you to encourage someone. So may God bless you. I really want you to be a force to someone's life today. Amen. Can we do that? For some of us, you're used to doing that. Just wherever you go, whoever you're speaking to, minister, as people are maybe praising the devil and they don't even realize they're praising the devil through fear. You begin to praise God, minister to God, but minister to people at the same time. Can we do that? I know we can do that. I want to thank you for watching. My prayer is that you'll be encouraged and that we'll be a force on this earth together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word that encourages us so much. Father, as we read the Acts of the Apostles, we are so encouraged to be like Jesus. Thank you, Father God, that you will use us today to minister to people, that the power of your Holy Spirit will change their lives. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. May God bless you. Put in our blood from up above, yeah, we live for the drive.